Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Higher education is no longer fit for purpose. The old model is not working. And so Torrens is there as one of the agitators and the innovators. And at the same time, we have to respond to what our students are saying. And so like, to Linda's point, they actually do want to be change makers. They are interested in a different world, a different future. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. We are here at the Social Enterprise World Forum 2022 in Brisbane. What a ride it's been to get here, and I've got two very special guests here today. Linda Brown, who is the CEO and President of Torrens University. She also has a family social enterprise, which is Fruit to Work. And we also have Bryce Ives, who's the VP of Public Affairs at Torrens University. Both very long-term supporters of social enterprise and, of course, the Social Enterprise World Forum, with, with Torrens University being one of the major partners who's helped us get this out to Australia. It's a pleasure to have you both here. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Can you believe it, Tom? Like, we got behind you in Addis Ababa. Like, we were like, there's a crazy person with a crazy idea, and there's a group (laughs) of crazy people. We're also crazy people, and we love backing big ideas. And testament to you and to the whole network that's got behind this. Obviously, White Box as well. Yep. The Westpac Foundation, the Queensland Government, Impact Boom. And you can just think to yourself, this is just a little podcast, and really, the ripples you create from the conversations you make. Extraordinary. Thanks, Bryce. It has been a true pleasure to be working with both of you. I'm really keen to learn because you're both really passionate about social enterprise. So what was it that led to this passion and this drive to use not just other personal projects in social enterprise, but Torrens Uni as a certified B Corp here to support social enterprise? What led to the passion? It was really easy. If you look at when we opened the doors in 2013, We have a really good education system in Australia. At that time, we had 40 universities doing a really great job. But there was a massive gap in the market. And it was really about employability. When I started, employability was not a sexy word for universities. We were about higher knowledge and bigger things than that. So we could really see that there was a gap between industry and education. And we came in and invested in Australia and got the license to create the first new university. We were looking for differentiators and going to work was not an option for us. We wanted all our students to go to work, but all our students also wanted to change the world. Mm. So that led to social enterprise. Every student of our 21,000 students now in seven years does a social enterprise project. It's fantastic to hear you embedding practice in education. It's so important because there's there can be a gap between academia and real practice. And so I think embedding that's just so important. Tell us a little bit more then about how Torrens University is really different from any other university. Look, we're one of only a few private universities in Australia. We're the only investor-funded university, but we're also a 
B Corporation. We believe profit and purpose can go hand in hand. When we were founded, we were part of the biggest public benefit corporation in the world. And so really, like, it's down to every part of our work. As a business, we run a really good business and we put profit and purpose equal in that business. In our courses, the way we design our courses, in the experience on campus, in the way that we open up our doors and we really make our campuses activated communities and places. Our vision is really grand top. Like, it's connect the world for good. Yeah. That's our vision. On any given day, Linda and I, to tell the truth, probably feel some days we get close to it, other days we don't. But it's because we're trying to do something fundamentally different. Yeah. Education needs to be disrupted. Higher education is no longer fit for purpose. The old model is not working. And so Torrens is there as one of the agitators and the innovators. And at the same time, we have to respond to what our students are saying. To Linda's point, they actually do want to be change makers. They are interested in a different world, a different future. Yeah. Yesterday at the Youth Forum, we had a whole group of students. They're not just social enterprise students. They're coming from our nursing programs, from our fashion programs, mm. branded fashion, from our hospitality programs, our hotel management school. We see the notions, the ethos of social enterprise, the notions of we have to make this world better. And that also, fundamentally, we believe in profit and purpose. Yeah. We believe that's applicable to every part of the university. Our attempt is to do it in a really holistic way and also to live those values. But I guess the most exciting thing for us is we see thousands of students walk across our stage each year to collect their testimony and the impact of their work. That's where the real change happens because yeah. it's 118 nationalities wow. at Torrens today. We're not dominated by one nationality. It is a real tapestry and mixture. When they succeed, anything is possible. That's where we start to see real change. Linda and I were both motivated by a similar thing, which is we really believe that in the classroom should be different. Like it shouldn't be what it once was. An expert who's disconnected, standing at the front, talking at, it's gotta be experiential. It's gotta be in partnership. For us with social enterprise, it's not about us being smarter than social enterprise. It's about genuine partnership. Where can we add value? Where can curriculum meet the aspirations of the social enterprise sector and actually do something meaningful. That's what we set out to do on any given day. When you look at it now, from Linda, what was it, 160 students in 2014 to 21,000 today. It's huge growth. Like, it's, it's incredible what, what's actually happening through time. I think the other thing as well, which is even more fundamental than that, is education's the human right. If you look at a social enterprise, we are the epitome of a social enterprise. Mm. Our job is not smart kids in, smart kids out. Our job is to drive down the price so that everybody who can, can be educated. And that's global for us. That's not just Australia. The other thing for us is that if we really are about employability, one of the statistics that I found at this amazing conference was there's more people in Australia employed by not-for-profits in social enterprises than there are in the mining industry. Wow. So you want to be where the jobs are. Yeah. So we're here at the conference. There's some really great learnings there. So what advice would you give to other organisations, whether they be tertiary institutions or perhaps just social enterprises themselves? How can they and how might they best embed impact into their organisation? Yeah, I was really blessed this year. I won Australian Entrepreneur of the Year. 
which when you think about that, it was the first time ever a university had won something like it's that. Amazing. And it's amazing. It's the EY so, Entrepreneur of the Year. EY Entrepreneur of the Year. So which I, is I was blessed feat. to go with 40 people all over the world to look at the global award. And for me, it really is about business practices. It really is about making sure that you're balancing profit and purpose. Really bring it down to the fundamentals of knowing what your values are, knowing what your non-negotiables are, collaborating, knowing what you're not good at and finding somebody who's better at that than you. For me, the business principles that you would use in any corporate business should be no different in social enterprise. One of the things that I find really challenging with social enterprises is that usually founders are the one point of success or the one point of failure. And there is a real problem with people who work in social enterprises and putting their own oxygen mask on first when the plane's going down. So for me, look after yourself, learn about yourself, know your non-negotiables, know your values, find your tribe, and then collaborate. For me, it's very simple advice, but isn't that what all good entrepreneurs do? They try to solve a problem. Yeah, that's fantastic advice, Linda. We've spoken a lot about social enterprise. You've spoken about how your students are embedded or they go and they work directly and get practice within a a range of different organizations. What social enterprises are out there that you believe are creating some great positive social impact? I'm a huge fan of Green Collects because they are just up the road from where I live. And my children, my my two-year-old and one-year-old, we go in every day and we find something every day. Straight away, I look at those models and I go, isn't that extraordinary? I look out more taboo period products, for instance. And I think this is where the really interesting stuff is yeah. happening and the scalable stuff. But you've got two young women in South Australia. Well, I was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and they've identified this is something that 50% of the population is dealing with all of the time. But also, menstrual poverty is an issue. Yeah. I've worked in rural and remote Australia where women can't afford the basics. Yeah. And if I can build on that, Bryce, because the first social enterprise forum that I met Tom at was in Scotland. It was, Edinburgh, Scotland, 2018. The founders of this amazing event came from there and they're incredible. Can I say I was in Scotland four weeks ago and coming from those conversations from Social Enterprise World Forum, now in Scotland, sanitary products are free everywhere. Right. So it shows what can happen from that conversation. Yeah, there's some great organisations there. So what about resources, books, things that people can look towards or read, get their heads into to help them on their journey? What would you say? The most exceptional book I've read recently is called The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And to Linda's point before around collaboration and not thinking you're the smartest person in the room, but working out, What are my strengths and and who else is here and how do we actually connect? Priya has written the most eloquent and simple book around how to gather people and why gatherings matter. Let's stop having pointless meetings. Let's actually gather with purpose. Let's stop having conferences that are just talking heads. Let's actually find ways to properly connect. This book will change your whole notion of what connection and gathering is. And it's full of wisdom. I think if I jump further, one of the things I've really got into during the pandemic, and Linda doesn't know this, is there's a Chicago radio broadcaster by the name of Studs Tuchel. And he was the most famous talk interviewer in Chicago for about 50 years. And his whole archive is on a website in the Chicago Museum. He has documented basically the history of social change 
social justice, diversity over 50 years from about 1950 to 1990 when he ended broadcasting. Why does this matter? Because none of these conversations are new. Why does it also matter? Because we need to know our history and we don't right now. And why does it also matter? Because we stand on the shoulders of giants, right? And when you listen to these interviews, Tom, you get a real sense of where has the queer community come from and whose shoulders do we stand on? Where does the black American community come from? What about poverty? What about poverty in Scotland and poverty in Europe? And like, how was that developed? This is a time capsule. I swear every time I go in, I listen to an interview that just moves me and gives me a whole sense of history without needing to read a history book. If I put in some bugs then, Torrance has a lot of free short courses. But the one that really stands out for me is our introduction to B Corps. 5,000 people have completed that now. Amazing. And it is a, it should be mandatory for anyone who's working in a big corporation to do that short course. Sounds like and a I great one. And I think it's not just, that's a good one. There's 120,000 people taking our short courses for free. We're not the only ones. There's masses of courses out there, our support, our networks that really create an amazing opportunity to connect. And the one thing about this social enterprise uh, forum is everybody wants to connect together. There's not this protectionism of that's my space. I don't want to tell you about it. So all I can say is link up with everybody that you know, because conversations that started seven years ago for me are still going Mm. and are deepening and they're global. Torrens is a good place to start. We have a lot of resources out there. We have a social enterprise hub that you can come in, you can get support. The students will do pro bono work for you. It's a really good resource. There's lots of networks across Australia and globally. Just start Googling. Fantastic insights and resources there. So for all the listeners, you can jump onto impactboom.org and we'll put links through to those books and all the other organizations we've been talking about today. Linda, Congratulations on the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Thank you. And for leading such an amazing university. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Bryce, it's also been a real pleasure to be working, collaborating with both of you over quite a few years now to be at this event, to see the catalytic change it's helped create in the sector. And I look forward to many more collaborations in the future. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Bring it on. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.